It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, your team every day. Today is Tuesday, January 10th. The Miami Dolphins have made the playoffs, and we are joined today on the show by Joe Rose to talk about the Dolphins, the outlook of this playoff game against the Buffalo Bills, reacting to the Dolphins' Week 18 win over the New York Jets, all of the storylines as we get ready for our extra game, and hopefully there's more to come. But we're going to talk about all of the aftermath of Week 18 and what lies ahead with Joe Rose here on today's show. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy done right. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day today, of course, Tuesday, January 10th. We're joined by Joe Rose again. We're getting the double dip. We got him on Friday to talk about week 18. Dolphins with a nail biter came out, and of course, they secured the 11 to 6 victory to punch their ticket to the postseason. There's a lot to react to as far as the news of uh, Raheem Mostert suffering uh, a hand injury that puts his eligibility in doubt. We, of course, have the Tyreek Hill and the Jalen Waddle injuries throughout the course of the game to a tongue of a low with concussion protocol. Lots to dive into, lots to figure out as the Dolphins get ready to go back up to Orchard Park and play there for the second time this season. Of course, they lost 32-29 to on the last play of the game, the first time these teams played in Orchard Park in December in the middle of that five-game losing streak. So we're going to go ahead and tap in Joe Rose, and we're going to gather his expertise, his perspective, talking about this Dolphins team, where the team can go from here. Looking forward to it, so make sure you keep it locked in. Let's go ahead and get Joe on the program. So without further ado, it's Tuesday, January 10th here on Locked on Dolphins, and we got him back. I had such a good time with Joe Rose on Friday last week for the primer against the Jets. I had to pull him back in. So, Joe, the Dolphins made the playoffs, third consecutive winning season. We talked about some of the magnitude of those opportunities, and lo and behold, 11-6. to They go out and they get the win. <laughs> It's the New York Jets. How did you enjoy the game? And, and you know, what what was it like for you at the stadium on Sunday? You know, um, Kyle, first of all, it's great to be with you on the podcast as always. It really is. I, I always enjoy doing this with you. Um, it I, I thought it was going to be a defensive-minded game. Um, I didn't know it was going to be that defensive-minded <laughs> as in no touchdowns in the game. But um, listen, I, I was real happy for that group to to win that game. I mean, it's six six. It could go either way. Uh, you're going, oh boy, uh, what's going to happen? 
Um, I'll give you a guy I was really happy for, Jason Sanders. He's been through it all. Mm-hmm. And he was a perfect three for three in a game that we needed him. And it was uh, ends up being the biggest kick of his career, not just this season, but uh, to put the Miami Dolphins in the playoffs. And by the way, a 50-yarder. And 50 yards right. has not been a, a good number for him, 50-plus this year. So right on the 50 and uh, and from 50 back and able to to make that kick was was really, really big. And I got to tell you something. So so at the time, listen, you lose five straight and you live this every day like like we both do, Kyle. You know, it's like, OK, I mean, it wasn't real pretty and we got in. But but I saw how. And you're one of the 14 still in the party and how much it meant from the coach. I saw the owner and those guys run out, the players jumping up and down. Um, I, I think that got me a little bit more excited how important it was to them to never take getting to the playoffs for granted, whether you're old school and got a number one seed or a two seed like we did for four or five years in a row to uh, today getting in as a seventh seed. It, it means something to those players. Um, and then to see the the video on social media of Tua Tungavailoa and Raheem Mostert um, in the tunnel waiting for the players and jumping up and down, you realize it meant something. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, and, you know, you, you think about end-of-season high-leverage games for the Dolphins the past couple of years. Week 17, you go up to Buffalo and a win and in in 2020, and you give up 56 points, and the Bills pulled their starters at halftime. Week 17 last year, you go to Tennessee, and you get boat raced, and you get blown out in that contest. To have a late-season matchup, and you need help, and it all goes your way, I don't know about you, but for me, I sat there and reflected on it, and yeah, we'll talk about the wild-card game and the Bills and, and what kind of outlook the Dolphins have in that game, and all of the big picture goals that this team still has and how far away they are from those things. But for me, it was just kind of this collective sigh of like, thank goodness, man. You know, this was the first AFC team in 20 years to have winning seasons in consecutive years and not make the playoffs either year for 2020 and 2021. And to get the help this year and to get into the playoffs, once it happened and I was able to like put my guard down and say, okay, like, this is the way that it turned out. I don't know about you, but it was certainly just a, a sigh of relief that it, it didn't feel like this hex was going to continue for another year for the Dolphins. Yeah, and then on top of it, we had the game right next to us in the booth so we could watch and kick off return at 7 to nothing. You're like, are you sure it's 7 to nothing? The game just started, you know, and you, you see a kickoff return touchdown. But, uh, yeah, so it, it was uh, – I, I was drained when I got home. It was pretty cool. Uh, a lot of fans stayed around at the stadium. Uh, I missed, I couldn't make it. I'm fighting the flu a little bit, so I couldn't get out to that unbelievable spread that I missed, better known as your friends in that tailgate. The tailgate lot. Oh, they had the chef out there. It it was fantastic. So, listen, I think everybody's pretty fired up for, for everything that took place and some of the performances defensively. They're really good. Yeah. You know what? Coach Boyer's been under a lot of heat. And uh, his guys have, have come through in, in, uh, in some games now about the Green Bay Packers. They, they you know, they in bad situations all day and, and played really well overall. And uh, in this game, 
holding the Jets. You know, I know it was a third straight game. The Jets didn't score a touchdown, but hard to do in this league, man. There's a lot of good players out there. And when you can do that, go out every drive and hold somebody to a field goal or no points and uh, six points in a game, it's pretty impressive. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Done Right. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can score up to 10 extra money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available in-house. Prize picks offers projections on just about any sport that you watch, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. With Safe and Fast Withdrawals, it is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada, so download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and files so that you can do not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes a lullaby. Hope not taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes off into the sunset with TurboTax. An expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right. Guaranteed so you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Go go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax. Full service products only. Video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Wanted to ask you before we shift gears and, and talk about this week that that is ahead for the Dolphins, but just, just kind of we've talked about Mike McDaniel and his growing pains as a rookie head coach and the aggressiveness on fourth down. And I wanted to ask you about the decision on the opening possession to go for it on fourth down on fourth and five. And then a little bit later in the game, uh, they did end up getting their first successful challenge of the season with the second of the two challenges. But that first challenge uh, in which the Jets defender wasn't touched, but goes to get back up, but his knees on the ground when they punch the ball out to try and get a turnover on a challenge. I, I guess from my perspective, would be interested, Joe, in, in hearing from you on how those elements of being a head coach can change and evolve and, and improve as far as feeling the flow of the game, because the analytics might tell you you have a better win percentage to go for it on fourth and five on the 42, but you have your third string quarterback in who's a, a seventh round rookie player, right? All so, that comes into play. So, so what's your perspective on those game management type elements of coach McDaniel and, and how that can change or evolve for him as he continues to get more experience as a head coach? I, I can tell you, cause part of being a fan and being around this game is would you do what your head coach is doing? And he's got to make that decision in seconds he turns around. He's got two guys he really counts on that are right there with him. If you ever see him turn, um, he's got two guys in analytics and numbers for about everything possible during the, the course of a game to help him out. Who's playing matchups? I mean, these guys got more information. As you said, third string quarterback, offensive line, not the same. Teron's not there. Later on, Shell wouldn't be there. All those things come into play, you know, when you start playing with backups. 
and who you're playing against. Um, I disagreed right from the start on his decision to start at the game. I understood it. Like, if we don't get it, my defense will hold him to at least a three points. But I just thought it was going to be punt the ball back. And we saw a lot of it. Punt it back yeah. down inside the 10. We don't think you guys can get two or three first downs. As a matter of fact, if we stop you and you don't get off a great punt, we're going to have pretty good field position again, and we'll keep playing it. And, and I thought yesterday was going to be about field goals and field position. I thought that was going to be a big part of it. I'd be lying if I said I didn't think there'd be a touchdown in the game. But um, so, yeah, you kind of second guess stuff um, that he did. Um, and then, you know, they did it later in the game and, and had some success. Uh, some great play calling, by the way, on the running game. I just a lot of yeah. creativity, a lot of good stuff outside, a lot of good running. And you could kind of see the running backs picking up confidence, running stronger uh, before Raheem Mostert went out and, and Wilson picked up for him. But uh, a nice one-two punch yesterday. Now we got to worry about Mostert. Apparently he's got a broken thumb I, I saw today. So, um, you know, that's going to hurt a little bit, whether he can play or not. He's ended up having a really nice season for uh, for the Miami Dolphins. But, yeah, getting back to your original question, um, I, I, I agree. Listen, when he does stuff and it works, I go, wow, you know, gutsy call. Don't know if I had agreed with it. Yesterday was a no-brainer to me. I'm going to play field position because I always think there's the, the Jets could make as many mistakes as we do. And listen, I felt like the Jets were waiting for our quarterback to make mistakes as a rookie, and uh, and he didn't. He took real good. He was coached up really well yeah. before that game on pressure, get rid of the ball, don't be afraid to throw it away. That's okay. Um, so I liked his decision. He had a, he had a chance. I, I thought yesterday on a couple deep throws, but last thing on his mind, if he didn't feel good about it, was to throw it underneath or get rid of it. First game in in three games for the Dolphins without a turnover. The last time they played sixty minutes without a turnover was in Orchard Park against the Bills, and and that's where we're getting ready to go from here. And uh, you mentioned Raheem Mostert, but throughout the course of this game, we saw Tyree Kill with an ankle injury get banged up. We saw Jalen Waddle towards the end of the game uh, get tackled with a horse collar on that critical game-winning drive that put 15 extra yards in field position out there to push you towards midfield. Uh, you mentioned Teron Armstead didn't play. I actually thought Robert Hunt did a really nice job when he bumped out the right tackle, tackle to cover for Brandon Shell. But then, of course, the big storyline is Tua Tungavaloa and his availability. So, Joe, we're going to talk all week about offensive players and who's available and who's not, and what kind of puncher's chance that, that you have to go up to Buffalo and score an upset. But when you think about those guys that are, are we, we need to figure out what their status is. Which one of which ones of those guys, if you were to pick a couple, do you think are most essential for Miami to have for their chances to win? And then if you have any viable, which of those guys you're not so worried about being able to see suit up on Sunday at one o'clock. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start usually with the left tackle. I think Teron Armstead makes, makes a huge difference, but mm. even more so than that is, is to a tongue of Iloa. He's missed the last couple of games. Um, you know, we, we, we got to figure out this whole thing with Tua, even not, not just for this game, but going forward. I mean, he can play. 
he he can play, but part of production is being durable. I mean, you can't be durable and have production. He's missed four games. Um, That's a lot of football. That's a lot of numbers. That's a lot of passing game. Uh, Those guys on the outside really miss Tua Tungavailoa and the things he does. So he's by far the most important guy for this game to give you a chance. And, you know, we're, and, and fortunately, and the frustrating part for guys like us to talk about him, this is a decision with Tua, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, um, his family, the doctors, this is some serious stuff, man. This is not just being Joe fan here and Kyle fan and going, hey, bro, we need you. Come out and play, man. Well, I think everybody knows that. Uh, but he's had some bad stuff this year. He's had a couple. I don't know what the number you want to put out on concussions for the season two, three. Um, I'm sure the league's watching this. They just had a pretty good scare up in Buffalo that they want to make sure, you know, it's a good game, but they want it to be safe because it's going to be physical and you got to protect him. And if he can't protect himself, you know, I, so I'm really curious to see, uh, he's got to practice. If he's, if he's going to play and he's on the field on Wednesday, nobody's going to touch him or he's throwing tomorrow. Just maybe have somebody come in, uh, one of the practice squad guys or, or one of the guys that's not beaten up to come in and catch a few footballs from him. And if he's not doing that, it's hard for me to imagine if they're, still worried about the stress level of concussions. He's not playing. That's just, it's not going to happen, but it's, I must have had 10 texts after the game, Kyle. And it was like, everyone was just do a plane. That's all people got right, right to the next game. Yep. Like just do a plane. And, and I got it. I didn't, I didn't respond to anybody. I'm terrible about responding anyway, but I didn't respond because I have no idea. I have no, then I'm not so sure. It's in the hands of anybody in our organization, to be honest. This decision could be made by people on the outside because it it's pretty serious. This is not your normal one concussion or maybe another one later on and you're back and no after effects. He had a Sunday one that went into Monday. It's pretty serious stuff. Yeah. And and you mentioned that that decision should come down to the medical professionals who are qualified to evaluate to a and ultimately make that decision on on whether or not he is physically prepared to play or not. But I agree with you 100%. Of all the guys that we mentioned, if Miami is going to have a puncher's chance in this game to go up and score an upset, it probably would need to include Tua Tonga Valoa yeah. out yeah. there on the field. Let me ask you this. You know, This is the third matchup this, this season between the Dolphins and the Bills, and they've played both games really close. Miami winning by two, the Bills winning by three. What can you tell me about divisional rivalries, familiarity, how it changes the way you prepare for a game? Obviously, you've been a part of some Dolphins teams that had a lot of success, and and you had teams that you were familiar with because they show up on the schedule more often than other teams do. As the Dolphins are getting ready for their first playoff game since 2016, it's a common opponent. It's a divisional opponent, a divisional rival. How does that element of preparation for a third game kind of change what the Dolphins do? Well, I think they 
know each other very well. The familiarity of the of the of the matchup is is there, right? Obviously, they know that Josh is going to take off and run if it's not there. <laughs> he's had he's had huge games running against them, so they know that. Um, I don't think there's very many secrets at this point uh, with the teams, and um, it's just believing you can win is is going to be the big one, and who you're going into the game with also gives you an idea. Look, if you're there and you see four or five of your key guys out, you want to believe your backups, you know, have a chance, but you also know there's a drop-off if certain guys can't play. And if Skylar Thompson has to play quarterback instead of Tua Tungavailoa, who has 25 touchdown passes and has won some big games and had some huge passing games, um, and yet to beat the Buffalo Bills, you got to throw everything. You can't be limited. You can't tie the, the hands of your quarterback up. He needs to be able to use, if you've got Tyreek playing and Jalen Waddle, those guys have to be a big part of the offense. There can't be four or five targets for each guy. You got to get them back involved because those where you get your explosive plays and the story and the success has been those explosive plays. That's where we've had great success. Last time we were up there, when we had big running play, big or uh, big pass plays, and kept us in the game. and And uh, we're going to need to get back to that. We 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 need to be able to to move the chains. Now, the other part is going to be big this week. Is for everybody. We're all going to be watching because nobody's going to practice. There's going to be a lot of guys out yeah. starting Wednesday when they do the injury report. Um is see who can play, who gets on that plane on Saturday for that game Sunday at 1 o'clock. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends from every professional amateur league out there, from pro football to college football season with the national championship last night, basketball, you name it, they have it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're your fastest and easiest way to get all of your sports betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Got a so, few some guys out. So I, I, the last thing that I would ask you is this. The Dolphins, they cleared the hurdle. They made the postseason. What does in your mind checking that box change, if anything, for the outlook of this offseason? We've talked a lot about perspective change. We've talked about coordinators changing, certain players and personnel changing. What does the ability that the, this Dolphins team can say, we, we avoided the colossal collapse. Yeah. We, we didn't miss the playoffs. We finished with a winning record. What changes about this outlook for the offseason, if anything, in your mind, 
based on how you for how you see the team and and how you are familiar with the the powers that be that that are looking at at and evaluating yeah. this franchise. Well, there's a bunch of different parts. Let me start with this: to lose six straight games would have been just killed all the positive vibe from early in the season because it would have been the greatest collapse in the history of this franchise. It would have been terrible. It's amazing that win, that field goal win, and a safety end up being huge for that team. Second of all. Chris and Mike went all in at eight and three at the trade deadline, made a huge trade to get Bradley Chubb, add another running back who's been a nice pickup in Wilson. You know, th- those have been great. Um, they were all in on that, on, on this team. Um, so they went for it. And some of it worked and s- some of it hasn't worked. The injuries, you know, they're, they're, they're part of the game and stuff. I, I think, and, and I got to say this, it's just for me. I'm not speaking on behalf of anybody else. I, I'd be disappointed to get blown out, blown out if we go out there. That that would take away a little bit from going to the playoffs to go out there and get kicked around like Buffalo did to us a couple years ago. Was it 56 to 26 or? Yeah. It was it was yeah. bad. They, they were playing backups in the late third, early fourth quarter. Had a lot of backups in there. But that would be disappointing, but, but there's still, there's still a lot of work to be done and, and not to take away from anything that's happened. But the most important position is one we could do two hours on is to a tongue of Iloa. Got to be able to trust a guy and his durability is part of this thing. And he's missed four games and, and there'll be five. If he can't play in this, how much can you trust coming back next year that he's going to all of a sudden stay healthy. He's going to have hits. He's going to fall back. He's going to hit his head. That's going to happen. So yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot of work, man. And, you know, we, we, we put a lot of money into this, put a lot of draft picks. A lot of our high draft picks are gone. So we got, we're going to have dead money. Byron Jones is gone. You can, He's done what he just did, whatever anybody thinks the fact that he was supposed to be back for the start of the, of the, of the season and didn't play at all. That's brand new, man. That's brand new stuff. I don't care if it started at his toe and worked to the Achilles up to the knee. It's incredible that he didn't play. And that would be it. I'll eat the money, whatever. We got three years left on money or I'm eating it and going, we got to move on. Because you got to have guys you can trust, right? And so they got some big decisions to make on how to improve this team. I know they can manipulate. You, you've talked about this mm-hmm. and free up some money redoing contracts, which I think they will. Because our our owner, it starts with Stephen Ross, who I say this all the time, is, is in his early 80s. He wants to win, man. One thing about our owner, whatever people say, I happen to be a big fan. He wants to win right now. And when I see aggressive moves by Chris Greer, they've been signed off on or, or, or by Tom Garfinkel. They're signed off on by the top of this organization from ownership to CEO. Let's go for it. If, if we think they're the right moves to not only get better, but like, like you said, you know, when I got here in 1980, the teams just got better. 81, 82, 
83, 84, 85 was a really nice run. Really nice run. For five years, I thought at the time, wow, that was really cool. Five years of really good football. And we got to get to that point here. You can't just go to the playoffs one year and then drop back out of the playoffs for, for five or six years. And, and that's been our pattern over the last 20 years, right? We dipped into the playoffs three times or whatever. You probably know the history better than I do. But then you fall out for five or six years. We can't, we can't do that. Yeah. And I think you, you do look at the whole point of 2019 and, and stripping the roster down in the way in which they did and starting building a foundation from scratch. I do feel as though there is an opportunity for this foundation to allow for that exact thing that you're, you're talking about to happen where you stack and get better and you do have a window of time right now with this young nucleus that's been put in place with all the draft picks, with the hits and the misses. And misses. Just, look, just to look both. at the team yeah. and say, you know what? We got a lot of really young, talented guys. We have some elite talent on this roster. It's what buttons do we have to push around those pieces that are your pillars to make sure that we continue to improve year over year in the same way that you're talking about. I, I do like the fact I don't like all the things Chris has done. I've been very open about it. And, and being a general manager is a difficult job. Um, but I like the fact that Mike and Chris seem to be working together. Mike always makes reference to Chris when he talks about personnel. Uh, so they're on the same page. As if, hey, we're, we're working together, which is the most important thing, that they have to be able to, to agree and disagree and come to a conclusion that both – parties agree with so we don't have divide between coaches and front office i think that's really important gm assistant gm and and all that stuff so it's going to be really important this off season um we gotta make some decisions on some misses here coming up too now that 2020 draft and i'm not here to beat it up today but the last couple weeks we got a tackle on ir quarterback in protocol for concussion and inactive cornerback yesterday. Um, you can say whatever you want, but if a guy's inactive and you're shorthanded at cornerback, Cater Cahoo's been a great story, by the way, great yeah. story. And they've yeah. done some, every time you talk about something they haven't done, you think of something they have done. And Cater Cahoo's been a, a really good story. Played great yesterday. Made, made a lot of nice plays, but, we got we got to be honest about where we stand. I, I don't know how are you on Austin Jackson. I he had a cup of coffee twice this year, playing right. about seventy five snaps is what you got in a. You know he he's also got it. We're we talk about the two tongue of a low fifth year option. He's also got a fifth year option that's not going to get picked up. And there I don't I don't foresee any world in which the Dolphins. You know, he'll he'll probably be back on the roster next year as yeah. the eighteenth oh, yeah. pick on a rookie contract, but. You can't bank on Austin Jackson being your starting tackle next year. You just, you just can't because the, the, even the, the play, the two games he played wasn't particularly good. Well, we'll have to have a, we'll have to have a, another show and, and talk about it. Listen, they've hit on some guys in the second round. They've done, done a nice job. Jalen and Jalen look like they're both going to be stars. Jalen Phillips. He's starting to run around like Jason Taylor, man. He is uh um, his, his run defense got so much better, man. His backside running down the line with that great speed. 
think he's figured out the brain is caught up to the body and the talent. He's fun to watch. Had a lot of good plays again yesterday. And and Waddle is, you know, turned what, 10 yards per catch or almost 10 yards per catch into number one in the NFL in yards per catch with uh, just a great season, a top 10 season in the league. So there's been there's been some hits on the first round, but we went all in on some big drafts, man. Big. We're going to build it through the drafts and we'll cover it up with free agency. And, um, you know, I know you're not going to hit on everything. I've come around to understand that, but I sure like hitting on number one picks, like hitting on those ones. Those ones are, are special. Well, Joe, we got a lot to talk about this off season for sure, but let's, but the maybe we'll get another week. Sleeps, man. You know what, Kyle? <laughs> it really is the league that never sleeps. It's incredible, yep. right? They've the turned National it into Football a 12, 12 month business marathon, the NFL, because this, the, the Dolphins, they're going to play a game on Sunday. And even if they lose that game on Sunday, you're going to look up at the calendar you're going to say, oh, free agency opens in 60 days. So then you got 60 days until the league calendar year opens and the combines tucked in there and it won't stop. Well, and then on top of that, I saw some of the scouts were sitting next to us yesterday. They're going to bowl games. They're off yep. the bowl games. I didn't realize all the bowl games start up. So uh, what are some of the old names? The Hula and the East-West? Uh, and Yep, the Hula, the East-West, uh, the Senior Bowl. That Right that's... back. I think the league has taken over. I hear the league, the NFL took over the hula bowl or something to have more presence in it, to, to run it the way they wanted and to invite the players they wanted to yeah. uh, take a look. So one more chance for them to, uh, to look at this thing. So yeah, man, it's amazing. It, uh, it keeps talk radio going. It keeps, it's, it's, it's incredible, right? It's a second guest special for everything that's done. That's why most coaches in front offices don't like talk radio guys, by the way. Right. It's the, the league that never sleeps. So we appreciate, Joe, you coming on the show and, and dropping some knowledge and perspective with this Dolphins team as they make the postseason for the first time since 2016. And a uh, lot of questions, a lot, lot, lot that we need to, to understand exactly what this game is going to look like on Sunday. Yeah. But appreciate you putting a bow on the regular season finale for us and, and giving your perspective as the Dolphins get ready to play the Bills. Yeah, man, and, and you hope uh, you hope you get yourself a good game. You really do. You hope they come out, and uh, and a lot of those guys can play, obviously, and ready to go, and uh, you know, healthy enough to to make it and put together a nice performance. So we'll see. But Kyle, thank you, buddy. It's always great being with you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. So that's going to do it for our visit, our check-in with Joe Rose, the Dolphins bracing for the playoffs this upcoming weekend against the Buffalo Bills. Sunday, 1 o'clock, standard kickoff time. Don't have to worry about the Dolphins in prime time. It's nice house money as far as getting this playoff game and how the Dolphins uh, choose to, to seize this opportunity is really going to be up to them. And, of course, player availability. Uh, as it is with all teams this late in the year, is, is going to have a pretty heavy hand in determining how things play out for Miami. Uh, but there is plenty of optimism that Miami can go up and provide a good performance against the Buffalo Bills uh, and just see what happens. 
I think that's really what it comes down to. So let's see what happens throughout the course of the week. We're going to keep you locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. So hit subscribe. Thanks for checking out the show. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll talk with you all again tomorrow. Fins up. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.